So we spend a lot of time here at Free Float Media talking about diversity, mostly diversity at the companies where we buy a stock. We think about the board, we think about the management, we think about the gender or racial divides inside a company. I did studies at this at MSCI. I did studies at this since I've left MSCI and we're doing them at Free Float. We've talked about it since before the George Floyd protests. We've been focused on this for a while, but one thing we haven't been focused on is not so much the diversity issues at the companies where we're buying stock. Instead, we've sort of ignored the diversity issues of the people who buy stock for us, the asset managers. In fact, a listener turned us on to this. We got a voicemail the other day pointing out a New York Post article about Larry Fink and a town hall he held at BlackRock to talk about diversity issues inside BlackRock. And I got curious. If I buy a mutual fund from BlackRock, if I buy an active fund, I'm not talking about some passive index fund where you don't really need a portfolio manager. I mean the more highly paid active fund managers. Who am I buying from? And that's today's market medium. All right, Matt, what do you, you got something in response to this guy? All right. So, so I ended up doing a deep dive, um, uh, on this question. Um, Larry Fink has made diversity and inclusion a centerpiece actually since the middle of last year, since he's started being all stakeholder capitalism, uh, capitalism, e, um, and he put diversity, uh, in his annual letter this year. And there's a lot of reporting about how last week he had a town hall to discuss internal problems with diversity. Uh, and it occurred to me, actually, that we talk a lot about um, who you invest in when you buy a stock, like the management team and the board and all that kind of stuff. But we don't r really talk about who you invest with. You know, you go to you go to BlackRock or Vanguard and you get buy funds and whatever. So I thought I'd take the opportunity to answer this question um, uh, by answering the question, if you invest with the largest asset manager in the world um, in the largest mutual funds that they offer, who is actually managing your money? So I'm going to answer who at BlackRock. I looked at the top 28 funds that BlackRock offers. These are active assets. So it's their mutual fund. So mm -hmm. it's like they're picking the stocks. It's not some stupid index that they're basically just buying. The, the managers have decisions to make. It represented 10% of their total active assets. So that was $260 billion in assets. That's not a small amount. And okay. um, uh, basically, um, I hand collected names, gender, age, ethnicity, and bi Wait. biographical workplaces. Before you get to the data, why why are they compelled to publish their bios and faces, and why is this so important? They're not compelled at all. Um, in fact, some of them didn't have bios or faces available, and I just searched okay. them for them on LinkedIn. They they okay. almost always link list the names of the people, and it turns out thanks to social media, you can find most people nowadays. Ooh. And I should Except say this. Lurking. I should yep. say this. I had to. Um, it, there were a couple of cases where I had to estimate um, uh, diversity, right? Ethnicity, because mm -hmm. that's not something that like people just write like PS, I'm blah. 
Um, which means there's my own internal bias engine here. Um, right. This was not, uh, you'll find out that this was not much of a problem, but I had to estimate diversity. I had to estimate age based on undergrad graduation dates. So if you mm-hmm. graduated from college in 2001, you're my age, right? That's when I graduated. So you're my age. I just assume that. So old. Uh, I assumed binary gender types for the sake of simplicity. I have no idea whether or not that's true, but we're just going to go under that assumption right. because I have to. What'd you find, Matt? It was 50 people. Um, 50 people. Managing $260 billion in assets. Here is a sample of what bro culture looks like. <laughs> here's, yeah. here's Larry Fink's problem, why he's having town halls. 21 of the 28 largest actively managed funds at BlackRock were 100% white and 100% male. They were managed, the portfolio wow. managers were all white men. No exception. I mean, I, I, I wish you hadn't told me this yesterday because I, I would have, because uh, when you told me yesterday, I was much more alarmed and surprised. But I will say that I've been in this field for a long time. And that even sho- shocks me. Yes, that is correct. I mean, I, I don't really like. I, 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 it's I, I twenty. That's seventy-five percent yeah. of these funds are. I don't even. I don't even know how to put words to this. All I, white men. It, I, yeah, Emma, you got you got. You got a I mean, or it's too I, obvious. I mean, what do you? I why, envision what do you, yeah. those rooms being full of exclusively cis straight white men. So, like, maybe I should be more shocked. But in my head, that's just how they are. So, and to be clear, these are the portfolio managers. These are the people calling the shots. The mm-hmm. the room full of analysts and you know you know an, uh, portfolio manager assistant types or whatever. Maybe it's all minorities. What do I know? All I know is the people calling the shots on these funds were seventy five percent of the funds were all white and all male. Um, in fact, ninety two percent of the portfolio managers were men, and. 82% overall were white. There was mm-hmm. only one fund of the 28 that had a woman leading it. She was also the only person of the people that I looked at that had a PhD. She had degrees oh. from Be- Beijing University, MIT, and UC Los Angeles. And it was the Health Opportunities Fund with $10 billion in assets. And and basically, she had to get twelve degrees to to yeah. She had to, to, to prove herself across <laughs> the world at leading universities in order to get that job. Her fund was the only fund with all people of color. That all three portfolio managers on on that fund were Asian. Um, the other twenty seven funds were run by a white guy, even if they had a non-white person or a woman on it. They were all run by white guys, except her fund. Yeah. So um, the final tally had uh, seven out of the 50 portfolio managers were people of color. It was six Asian and one Latino. Um, And that makes the official tally of black portfolio managers at BlackRock's top 28 actively managed funds a whopping zero. Zero black portfolio managers on any of those funds. The uh, uh, the icing on the cake here, or icing, cherry, I don't know uh, what you want to call <laughs> this, was of the group of the 50 people, one third of them went to the same five colleges for either grad or undergrad. One third of them. Gross. Okay. All right. Wait. So yeah. do you want to guess? <laughs> I want you to guess 
your your what you think the top pick was for college? University of Southern Maine. Obviously, uh, Emma. Um, I'm gonna go Penn. Ooh, look at it you! It was Wharton. It Wharton. was ding, number ding, ding, one. Ding, ding. Number one was Wait. Wharton. You guys are are smart. Uh, and blowhardy. Why is Wharton Wharton and not Penn? Why, why do they have to have their own separate, like, hoity name? What's going on there? They're ashamed of being associated because, with okay, a state school? It's not a state school. Oh, that it's is private. A private oh. institution. I thought it was University of Pennsylvania. It, it is. It is, but it's a private. Penn State is. The, oh. Yeah. <laughs> There so they're go. just ashamed of people like me thinking it's public. No, that's it's dirty. like the film school at NYU going by Tish. Um, the other schools were Columbia, University of Chicago, NYU, and Princeton. Um, of course, Princeton. Uh, of course. At least two pairs of the white guys um, were actual classmates based on graduation years. So the, I was able to say like they're within one year of each other in terms of age by estimation and their graduate graduation dates at the same school. They probably saw each other in the hall somewhere if they didn't actually know each other. And then on top of that, not only did they all go, you know, a third of them basically went to the same schools. 55% of them. Yes, that is more than half worked in one of four places after school. Merrill Lynch, Barclays, UBS, and J.P. Morgan. More than half of them worked in one of those places. Now, Merrill and Barclays, um, uh, BlackRock actually acquired, you know, these people. They were working at Merrill and they were working at Barclays and BlackRock bought them and they stayed on. UBS and J.P. Morgan is probably just inbreeding. Um, so, So the answer to the question, what bro culture looks like, this is why Larry Fink is answering you know, uh, questions from his own employees and he's making grand statements about the need for diversity. Um, there, there is actually, um, an action item here. One we don't really talk about. We don't really think about, which is not to just know who you own, the management teams of the stocks that you're buying, but know who owns them because BlackRock is the largest shareholder at almost every company that you can buy. It's either BlackRock, state street, um, fidelity, Vanguard. It's the big four. And preview for next week, we're going to see how the white boys vote at all of these these places. I'm working with intern Jordan to figure out how did the white boys all vote on the stocks that they picked. Thank you, Matt Makes. That was the Market Medium. If you have a question, any ESG question you want to ask, call us at 872-FLOAT-72. You can call us anytime and ask us any question. We will do the research. We will do a deep dive. We will try to understand it. Ask us anything. We'll do stakeholder analysis, diversity analysis. We'll get deep. And that's what we do here. And if you like this show, go check out Business Pants. We actually recorded that conversation on a Business Pants episode from this week. Business Pants is where we have snarky, fun news laced with ESG and we do it three times a week. So go check out that show. Otherwise, look out for more Market Medium coming soon. Mm-hmm.